From an undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills, it's time once again for the long shot. Come hell or high water. Tonight's episode, it's just like riding a Tom Cruise. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Good afternoon, good desk. Welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today on the show is not the artist formerly known as Joe Wagner, currently known as Joe Wagner. You may have seen him on the side of a milk carton, but you certainly haven't seen him on our show. Uh, and of course, not here this week because he was here last week, Jamie Flom. But with me on the show today, back in business, better than ever, Amber <laughs> Kenny is here. Welcome to the show, Amber. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I can't. I hope you remember how this goes. Yeah, we got uh, it in our bones. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see if it's like riding a bike. Or if it's more like, I can't even think Anything of a thing. Else? Yeah, what's, what's a, <laughs> like how did how did riding a bike get to be the thing? You know, yeah. is it because it's hard to learn to ride and, a bike? And once you know it, you know it. It's like signing your name. It's like it's like setting the table and putting the silverware in the right places mm. like anything you know how to do once you know it you know it right right that's true i guess there are some things though where like it goes away yeah like i'm trying to think of like if i have to do some technical process involving computers in some way which rarely happens but you know once in a like while like what I'm, well if i'm <laughs> <laughs> you know when i'm down at the water and power plant and i have to figure out how to set the hydroelectric dam up properly or else you, the whole, you, you knew how to do it once but it's the lights so are going to go out on the town and the reactor is going to overheat and the whole thing's going to blow i did it once before and so yeah. i need to be in radio contact with headquarters so they can let me know how to do it again I mean, this is my entire life right now because I am in this new job and every single other person in the department has left. So there are things that technically someone has showed me once. Mm -hmm. And that one time that they showed me, it made perfect sense. Right. But doing it again by yourself, it's like, what's the first step again? I mean, I, I, I've talked about this before, but this was how I almost failed seventh grade was because I could not load my sewing machine. I had a it's, sewing it's class hard. and the teacher would be like, okay, you put the thread over this and under this and through here and around this thimble and through this, 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 mm -hmm. this, this, this. And then the machine would be loaded and everybody would just be working and I couldn't follow it and I couldn't do it. And like, so can I you felt, write it down or something for me so I could follow the steps because... And I and I and I got so far behind, I would just come into class and not do just the work because I would be yeah. futzing with the thing, trying to load it, and obviously not being able to do that. 
And I ended up having to go to school after school was over. She was like, if you don't come and finish this thing, you're going to fail seventh grade. What were you making? uh, I was making a vest. So it was very complicated. I had to sew the sleeves not on. (laughs) So it was not easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, think about that. How rudimentary was that? And I still couldn't get it done. But if you can't get the thread in the sewing machine, you can't can't load the machine. You can't do it by hand. It It doesn't matter how easy it is if you can't get past step one. Right. So I guess it would not be fair to say, you know, doing a podcast, it's just like loading a Singer sewing machine. <laughs> I think we've proven that to be true. <laughs> uh, so we always like to start the show the same. Go ahead. I said nothing. <laughs> oh. No, I'm saying we always start with a segment we like to call checking in. So. Yeah, so so just go ahead and do it. Yeah, let's okay. let's get into it. Let's, you know, we could do a whole preamble. We could talk about, I don't <laughs> no. know what, like what's going on in the world, what's going we on in talk our about lives. The Olympics. <laughs> the Olympics. It's so funny. I mean, we talked this a little before the show started, but I think it's funny to me. I was listening to a friend of mine's podcast today, and she they had like a specific topic that the podcast was about. What's that about? And <laughs> She had all these articles of like <laughs> studies that had been done about the psychology of she was like, okay, well, here's a study about it that says this. And then the counterpoint so, is that there's also a study that says this. So and you're I was saying like, that she had a topic and was prepared. Yeah. Exactly. yeah we're not we're not comfortable doing but, that. But but I was thinking about it and like I loved her podcast. I really enjoyed it. It was very, very interesting to listen to. But I also feel like there is an element in, and maybe I'm being absurd about this. It's entirely possible. I've done that before on many occasions. You've never been absurd. Some of which you've been present for, (laughs) many of which you've not, thank God, because I would never hear the end of it. But, you know, (laughs) what's funny about this is that this is just a hundred percent opinion about stuff like there's never pretending no there's and that's how people talk in real life is like this is my opinion this is what i think this is you know even when we talk about movies it's like i think this guy was in it like (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to check it i don't want to look it up uh i want to go with my feelings um but yeah, so 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 in a sense, I was like, oh, we could do something more specifically, you know, I could come in like, well, the the National Institute of Health says thus and such, but the I don't think that's what people are here for. The people, you know, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Uh so what's your opinion about your life right now? <laughs> um a lot has happened since we've last talked. 2 weeks. Yeah, um So the last episode we recorded together. And to be know, clear, Amber and I avoid each other at all costs when mm-hmm. we're not doing this show. Yeah. yeah, on breaks, we don't even we avert our yeah. gaze. <laughs> it's actually kind of true. <laughs> um 
so last podcast we recorded, we record on Thursdays. Behind the curtain. Cool, cool stuff. Um, <laughs> and I think I talked about liking the mole. And, you did, yeah, on Netflix. And I forget what else I talked about. Um, I, I don't honestly listen to a lot of what you say. So Perfect. But it was something surfacy. Mm-hmm. And I have a reason why. Um, that day, so lunches on Thursdays is when we go to the one-on-one with Smudgy and this trainer that we hate. <laughs> That's but good. We, That's good. Right. And we spend money and it's very stressful because mm-hmm. we have to drive to Pasadena on our lunch hour and drive back. Like, Which is not close. It's not close, and we're always like late to it. One of us is late to a meeting, if not both of us. And it's like, it's not fun. It's not mm-hmm. great. Um, I mean, I will say driving in LA is relaxing, generally speaking. 100%. And with like a dog on your lap who mm-hmm. is the Tasmanian devil himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in, I was already very stressed. I'm new to this job. It was two weeks ago, so I was even newer, if you can imagine. Two weeks less. Late, now. less old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I was so busy that I, it was like time to go to Smudgy's appointment and I was still working. I was like. Uh, I like that your command center is so spread out. <laughs> you know, you're I, like, I, was, I very... was, I was, I had a lot going on. <laughs> so I was trying to. <laughs> well, that's the directions that it was coming oh, to I see. in my I head. See. Um, So I wasn't even like prepared to go and so i just kind of grabbed my purse and left and um i'm just picturing that what i can't see what you're looking at right now uh-huh. your command center is basically the bridge of the star trip the starship enterprise like there's just like this panel and this console and these buttons and this lever and you know you got a lot of stuff a lot and of it, stuff going on. and it just says universal across the top dreamworks across the bottom <laughs> But uh, anyway, we we go. I have Smudgy. I look in my purse. My wallet is not in there. My phone is not in there. So I just basically brought an empty purse. I'm already stressed out. We're on our way. And so I said, like famous last words. I said, Jeff, we have to get back on time because I have a 1.30 meeting and I don't even have my phone to tell my boss I'm running late. Like, so like. It's it's muy importante, and um, I don't even have my phone to use Google Translate to understand what you just said. <laughs> and uh, so we go, and we're actually in kind of good spirits. We usually <laughs> you sound surprised. Well, we usually like leave dropping him off. Like, oh, we hate her. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We, we just like right. hate her so much, and it's hard to even explain why we hate her. But um. It felt kind of good vibes. And she's like, you guys have been doing a lot of work with him. He's doing great. I can already tell a difference and like really excited. And let's do this. So when you go, you drop Smudgy off and then you come back and then you have to go back to Pasadena and pick him up well, we would hours just, later. No, one hour. We would just grab takeout lunch oh, on that one okay. hour without him. Before mm. we did all of our sessions with him, but it was like, we <laughs> need to eat at some point. Right. And she stressed us out so much that we we're like, if you can figure it out without <laughs> us, great. Um, <laughs> she really did. 
anyway, um, so we go back like five minutes early. And um, she's like, after I'm so big, glad. After a big blow up at the Baja Fresh Salsa Bar. No, this, we had Del Taco in our car. Nice. Muy romantico. <laughs> again, I don't have my phone. Um, but again, in good spirits, like, great, we're eating Del Taco. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be fine. We go back like five minutes early and she's like, great, you guys are here. I was going to call you. And oh, we're like, no. what? It wouldn't have mattered if you called because I don't have my phone. So, you know, it would have gone to my home. So she's, she looks ashen. (laughs) She looks, she looks not well. Something has happened. Yeah. And she's like, so we've been working on him getting, putting his own head through the hole on the slip leash. And she's like, something happened and accidentally, the leash got tightened on him. And I was like, okay. And he was shaking and like hiding in the corner. God knows how long. Like he might've been doing that the entire time we were gone. We paid this woman to traumatize our dog. And- um, Already fearful of the leash. Right, right. Um, And also we went to her for help for this exact thing. And she was very much like, I had no idea this was the problem. And I was like, ah! like what did you think we were here for? Like, it's it it. And in other news, he's still not able to do a flip and catch a frisbee in his mouth. <laughs> right. That's what we're doing, right? Um. So so that was aggravating. It was great that she finally understood our problem. It was two and a half months too late. Mm-hmm. But- she finally believed us and understood what was going on. And she looked f- frightened. I bet he bit her, and I hope he did. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good job, um, pal. I mean, I'm not happy about the leash, but you get to sit in the front on the way home. But he was unresponsive to treats. Like, he wouldn't come out of hiding, just mm-hmm. shaking still with the leash on. And, again, we went to her as the expert. And she was like, so what should we do? And I was like, oh, man. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be late to this meeting because I don't know how we're going to take this dog out of here. And we ended up. Can I borrow your phone for a second? (laughs) I need to hire a skywriter to fly over my boss's house (laughs) and let them know that I'm not going to be on time for the meeting. And again, I was stressed before any of this happened. It was just like, um. And so she's like, I think what we could do is get a couple big blankets and just grab him in the blankets, wrap him up like a burrito, and then you take him home in the burrito and then somehow get the leash off of him when you're home. I was like, okay. I don't know if that's a good idea. We still have burritos in the car from Del Taco, and I don't <laughs> want to get them all mixed up. And But she kept saying it, and she kept saying like, she was just going on and on. And I was like, great. Can we start with the burrito blanket process? Because chop, chop. I, it seems like it won't be a quick thing. Whatever we got to do, we got to do. Or here's another possibility. <laughs> what if we grab a couple blankets and we wrap them up like a crepe and then we put them in the car and we throw a little powdered sugar on top? And you know me, I'm like the ray of sunshine that everyone loves. And I was like, okay, get to it. Like... <laughs> 
Um, Jesus, I'm just trying to go through a variety of, of pastries. I don't want to leave anybody out. What if we grab the blanket and I don't mean to use the same term, but we wrap him up like a pig in a blanket, you see, like a dog in a blanket, right? right. But he's a pig in a blanket and we Hmm. put him in the, can we, can we change? I don't like blanket twice in that. So can we change the verbiage of blanket in the original Okay, let's say it's a quilt. We we wrap him up in a quilt. I like that. He's a pig in a blanket, a dog in a quilt. Yes. So anyway, not to get too in the weeds about it, but we wrapped him up like a stupid burrito. Like he looked like he got in a car accident, you know, like when you like wrap a a victim Mm -hmm. up in a blanket and he looked. Like those hilarious shows where there's like a mummy in a bed in the hospital who's just like in the next bed. And they're like, (laughs) have you met Frank? And he's just like, ooh. (laughs) He just, I mean, his head was poking out still, but Mm -hmm. he just looked unhappy <laughs> rightfully well, so yeah he was already unhappy to begin with and now he's a fucking burrito and and uh and she's saying all this stuff about like how when we get home how we can take the leash off and her idea was like so the leash is still on him at this point yes there's Tight, no way to, tightly yes there's no way to take it off without some drama for your mama mm-hmm uh, and so she's like, you could slip another leash under there to loosen it. And I was like, lady, if you think I'm putting more leashes on this dog right now, like you are out of your gourd. Like I, your instincts are bad. Your <laughs> instincts are bad. So we wrap up this dog and keep in mind, Jeff and I, the whole time are just like, okay, we got to do what we got to do. And then we're leaving. What if we take a blanket and we wrap him up like a bean in a gourd, like a bean in a gourd. He's a bean in a gourd. Bean in a gourd. Hmm. Not familiar. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say it was a thing. I'm making it a thing. Oh, cool. Cool. Change the culture. Um, (laughs) Like, oh, so pretty loose. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big blanket. (laughs) Um, So I, I'm the one who carries smudgy. So I have this stupidly big, because there's two blankets wrapped around him, around him, and um, I'm holding him. And she goes into his face and is like, it's going to be okay, Smudgy. And he growls at her. I wanted to growl at her. I'm like, get out of his face. Like, Mm -hmm. let us leave. This is awful. And again, Jeff and I were just like, business, business. It is what it is. And as soon as we left, we both looked at each other like, what just happened? What was that? And so we're just driving home. Oh, she also said the phrase, I don't think this dog will ever go on a leash. Great. Perfect. um, I forget. She said a couple other things. And Mm -hmm. then we told her that we had an appointment somewhere else um, for an evaluation. And she tried to talk us out of going to that place. So I was just like, we ain't going back. Why was she trying to talk you out of the other place? Because she didn't like that place or just because like... She Look, was, I'm telling you how it is. He ain't going to go on a leash, okay? You could spend your money on another evaluation, but... I think neither. I think she was afraid that the tactics this other place uses is too harsh. Uh, and I wanted to be like, lady, <laughs> we might need harsh. Like, look at the reality that we're living in. You're scared of my dog, and you are a dog trainer. <laughs> like, <laughs> To be fair, the other place is called Der Rottweiler Breaker. <laughs> So, yeah, that drive home was not fun. I showed up to the meeting, like, 
Did you have to hold the dog the whole time? Oh yeah. Yeah. In a burrito. And then he, he somehow started wiggling and just doing that. He loosened the, the leash around him. So we were able to just, he wasn't happy about it, but we were able to just take it off before we even got out of the car all the way. Um, and then, of course, he, it's hilarious. The Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde of it all. As soon as the leash was off of him, he's like, hey, what's going on? Any snacks? Like, he was like, nothing had happened. You guys keep mentioning burrito. I don't see one. <laughs> right. What's up? And so I run in. Again, I'm new to this job. And I've just no-showed for a meeting with my boss and mm-hmm. this other department. I'm shaking. Meanwhile, the whole department is just sitting at a long table. (laughs) And in the background, there's a clock just going. Yeah. And this is this is the great um, impression that I'm giving them on my way. Well, hello, Kenny. Nice of you to join us. And uh, so I I log. I should have just not logged on in hindsight, but I logged in 15 minutes late, like shaky like my voice is cracking and um they they already did my update without me so again that's why I shouldn't have joined and then they're like oh let's let's show this video that should be airing soon um it's in support of the clear the shelters program and so they play this video of just like people loving on their dogs. And I was like, I'm not okay <laughs> right now. Like, this is too. Are you stupid. taunting me? <laughs> like, literally, like, still had my purse around me. Like, <laughs> like just had run in from that. And um, and so as soon as that meeting was over, I was just hysterically crying. Like, I was like, I think. All right. Like, that was a wonderful video. Now let's take a look at another presentation called The Beauty of Burritos. <laughs> that would have been fine. Anyway, that was all supposed to, I was supposed to tell that much shorter because that oh. wasn't the story I was going to tell you. Holy shit. I feel like we should take a break and then come back. And, Are you serious? I don't know. So that was two Thursdays ago. And that's why I joined the podcast. And I was like, I can't even, I can't even, I can't talk about this in a way right, right, right. that is, you were funny still, it was still processing. You were tra- tragedy is, is comedy plus time. And you only had the comedy. You didn't have the time to get into the tragedy of the right. story you just well, told. And, um, what that incident, <laughs> I'm not listening to you. <laughs> um, it's, very, it's very apparent. <laughs> What that incident proved is that it is impossible to explain to people the situation with Smudgy. She had been working with him, this trainer. That seems crazy to me. Like, I don't understand that. And she didn't understand. What I mean is on the podcast, I understand that people are like, just put the leash on your dog. Like, Mm -hmm. and I would if I could. It's not. It is bigger than that. And just trust me. Like, right. It is what it is. Well, I, but but I but that's two different lines that are like Amber. Just it's gonna be fine. I I, like, I get that, and that's annoying. But that's two different things. One is people listening to the podcast and going, "I get it." She just needs to put the fucking leash on him. Right. The other is you go to someone right. whose job it is right. to help you with your dog and say, "This is the problem we are having with the dog," and they go, "Okay." I'll fix it. And then two months later, they go, oh, I didn't realize that was what you were talking about. Right. They're almost like, did you know that he's got this problem? And it's like, (laughs) yes, I'm quite aware. Also, what have you been fucking doing with him? Anyway, 
It's like taking a kid to school when they move to, you know, the United States and putting them in a classroom. And then two months later, Being like, the, the teacher English. goes, you know, this kid doesn't speak any English. <laughs> right, right. You know, it, it's exactly that. And um, so that it's was just like, the- it's like riding a bike. Okay. No more likes, <laughs> no more similes. I have to get to the actual meat of the story. <laughs> um, so that was two Thursdays ago. This past Thursday was Jeff's birthday. Yay, happy birthday, Jeff. And um, <clears throat> we had our appointment for that evaluation at that place that we've been referring to as Smudgy's Military School. The Rothweiler Breaker. Right. It's just an intense dog training place. And again, we just signed up for an evaluation. And we didn't know what that meant. I had to take... How did you find this place? Um in the yellow pages under military schools for dogs? <laughs> no, no. Um, so it's so complicated. I need like a flow chart and <laughs> it's so, and it's not even interesting, but we have two dog trainers, one we love, one we hate. Right. The one we love recommended this military school and she recommended mm-hmm. it quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. It's rather pricey. <clears throat> so we didn't want it to be our first option. Right. And they are in high demand. So even if like we looked into it and they're like, our next appointment is August 12th in June. So I will say the stories I've heard about people going to military school, it's always worked out great for those people. Like they've really turned it like, well, I I can only think of one Donald Trump, but you know, my my dad went to military school and he's okay. Then there's two. Yeah, but I yeah, he did go to military school. I don't know. I I, I feel like, well, I don't really know. I was going to say I don't feel like Xavier is really the same as a military school, but I don't know that much about it. Uh, he would call it a military school. Yeah, no, they they wore uniforms and stuff. I guess I never really thought about it, but yeah, you're right. I guess it is a military school, <clears throat> but it's not a it's not a it's not a sleepaway camp school. No, it's not. no, <laughs> it's a commuter military <laughs> school. Yes. Which I guess exists. I don't know. I guess so. Um, so she recommended it. In fact, the the one trainer that we love, <laughs> she kind of has stars in her eyes around it. Like it's mm-hmm. her dream to someday work there, or go there, or it's like Harvard for dogs or something. Um, she's like uh, she's like Sean Penn and uh, Tom Cruise in the movie Taps. Like they're students at the military school, but they both they don't want it to close because they want it to be forever. That this place we're still doing similes. <laughs> we talked about. That. I mean, it's it's Tom Cruise and Sean Penn. That's you know, if you're gonna do a simile, let's do it with big big movie stars. Huge, you know? huge, the biggest. Yeah. Uh, so. Again, we it's like, I think it's we, like riding Tom Cruise. <laughs> so I think we made this appointment in June, mm-hmm. um, but we were hoping that maybe we could solve the problem before then. But then it's on the books because there's we didn't want to keep pushing it. But you had you months. had a long wait period no matter what. So you might as well sign up early. And then if things work out before, then you can always cancel. Exactly. And again, it, the only time that we could get was the middle of the day on Jeff's birthday. So I took a half day off, off of work and um, it was like, it was very like happy birthday. And we both, um, we were saying it feels like when you're waiting for news from 
a loved one in the hospital. Like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a fun day right. uh, because I'm sure that's not a hundred percent the truth, but we were getting closer and closer to feeling like this was our only option. If they can't help us, no one can. Right. Darkness, darkness, et cetera, et cetera. Like Princess Leia, like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. You are addicted. <laughs> you need a 12-step program. <laughs> so I so anyway, the, the the time comes, we get in the car, we go. It's in Thousand Oaks at 3 p.m. on a Thursday. Perfect. So we're in traffic. We're in we're stuck in traffic on the 101 with a dog. And he uh, uh he was so sweet. He was so good the whole drive. Um until no, just cuddling with me and just um just really, really sweet. And then we get there and you know had to figure out where to go. The, the, as we pull up, he has his head out the window and the people who work there are like, he's so cute. And we're like, we know, <laughs> but it's <sighs> anyway. So um, we go and we have our evaluation. Turn around. We, you don't need us. He's too <laughs> cute. <laughs> we have our evaluation with like the, the head honcho of the dog. Dr. Schmellenberger. Right. You can call me Dr. Schmellenberger. Well, I will say there is <laughs> no no one will listen to this, but I just don't want them to like anyway. Um, but like dog, Dr. Trainer. Schmellenberger, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were speaking of our organization. <laughs> dog trainers are all like cult leaders, yeah, because they have to be like they get like, it right. They get it right. They have to, yeah, force, but also dismissive of anyone who mm-hmm. believes differently of them. And, right. and so like they have this like disciple quality that is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we go there and we go to this um, sort of fenced off area and I'm holding Smudgy still. And I say, could I, should I let him down? And they say, yeah, let him down. And then <laughs> he's just uh, off, 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 off. And we tell them our issues with the leash and I'm talking a mile a minute because clearly we haven't expressed it to the other person. well enough mm-hmm. to other people. So it's like, maybe it's a me problem. Maybe mm-hmm. we're undercutting it. And so... Um, you understand, of course, that English is my second language. And there <laughs> are certain phrases I don't understand. So I so need like, a okay. translation. <laughs> So he says, go grab him. And then we're going to put a leash on him. And he's like, are you okay if like, I'll put on gloves the whole bit. Like it might get messy, but like, I have to see it. So- wait, wait, why is he putting on gloves? He doesn't want to get fingerprints on the dog or what's. For being bit. Oh, like, okay. like, okay. like he, so you were- told you, you warned him that this dog was sometimes. And he listened. Right. Right. Could you believe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand uh, what you're saying, and I will wear these chainmail gloves. No, he put fully like he looked like he was a falconer. Like uh-huh. it, was, it was intense gloves, and um, I mean that was all an issue. Even just picking up Smudgy again, I won't get into it. We don't have time. Wait, wait, have- who picked him up? You or the the? I did. You did. Uh, mm-hmm. 
And then um, he's like, can you put a leash on him? And both Jeff and I are like, no, we don't want to. <laughs> like, can you? Or Now, I am going to pick up the dog. <laughs> Here I, oh, Falcon, Falcon. Ah! So we, he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And it was awful. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Because um, oh, he, 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 he warned us he's like it's gonna look bad because he's he has to feel like it's life or death and he has to choose life this sounds so bad this sounds so bad but it it really was very hard to watch distressing to watch very distressing and at one point he the um the trainer took off his gloves I don't really remember the timeline. It's all a blur. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, sorry if I get blood on your dog. And I look and there is blood running down his hands mm-hmm. from your boy Smudgy. <laughs> and um, Smudgy's like, blood or his blood? His blood. He got bit by Smudgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big time. But again, we're not making this shit up. <laughs> right, all right. No, no, no. And, and uh, he was clearly saying, I know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Like he knew he wasn't like, right. oh my God, this dog bit me. He was like, there is I'm potential here that, that the dog is gonna yeah. bite me, you know? And <sighs> it's it was very hard to watch. Yeah. Um Smudgy put up a big fight. And and the trainer said, and I hope this is true. I think it is that like most of the show that Smudgy put on is bullshit. He's learned that if he is a good actor in this way, he gets the what he wants. Like it's, which it's is a to not have the leash on exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, he was doing the works. He was peeing himself. He was screaming. He was throwing himself on the ground. Like it. It was. It was not great. It was was not fun. And it was poor Jeff's birthday. Also keep in mind, this is Jeff's first pet he's ever owned in his life. Right. Um, And so they were like, yeah, uh, I think we have an opening here for him to come and train with us like end of September, early October. So what we're going to do is we're going to send you home with him with the leash still on and just pull on it every once in a while. He's going to do that just that's fine. And, um, maybe buy some gloves and and both Jeff and I are like, we have to do that. Like, and then log on to a conference call, like between, like we're working full time at home Mm. and then have it. Cause the thing is that the trainer is used to doing it. It still makes us emotional. And I know that's something that we need to work on, but it's, human like it, right. it it anyway so again i don't know if this was used car salesman techniques because we were jeff um i was like okay that's what we're doing i'm i'm too agreeable it's a problem i understand mm-hmm. but i was like okay we're gonna pull on the leash sometimes and then that's what our life's gonna be like and he's gonna be miserable for a while and then at the end of september early october we'll solve this perfect let's do it and uh Jeff is like, I don't want to do that. I don't want that to be my life. Is there any way that you guys could do that step of it sooner than later? And um, 
And again, I don't know if this was like a used cars salesman thing, but he's like, ah, we don't have any availabilities, but let, let me call the front desk. Like, she's going to kill me. Like, he's the owner of the place. Mm-hmm. She's going to kill me, but I'll see what I could do. But um, anyway, long story short. What if the end of this story is you guys now own a 94 Chevy Tahoe? <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> um, long story long, we left that place without smudgy. Mm-hmm. Um. And that was a really hard decision, but it felt like the only choice. Um, and they said that it would be like two to three weeks that he would be there. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so hard. It was so hard handing him over. Like, um, yeah, I just feel so bad for Jeff and his birthday. But right. because of that, it was it was our first time without Smudgy, so we went to a bar together afterwards. Our first time out since together since February 2020. Right. And um, I was like, "Happy birthday!" We both were crying, sitting there <laughs> drinking a beer, like truly tragic, of yeah, tragic. Because it felt like, did we do the right thing? I don't know, but it felt like we were running out of options, and um. So today marks a week we haven't had him, mm-hmm. and I don't understand how parents do it. To he Smudgy made my life so difficult and added so much stress and prevented me from doing so many wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it hurts how much I miss him. Like it physically hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, like our apartment feels big and quiet and weird and. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it's been a tough adjustment. I feel like we're just now kind of okay. It was very emotional. They, the front desk lady has had like a great relationship with Smudgy and has been texting us updates and like, he's my best buddy and pictures of him and videos of him. And he's already been like walking around on a leash a little bit. Just everybody in the background covered in blood. Right, right, right. Just like the tiniest, tiniest bit he was walking on a leash. But even that it's like great progress. So I think we did the right thing. I we're gonna need to get second jobs because it is the Harvard of dog training schools. But um Hopefully. But think about the networking that goes on in a place like that. Oh, to- when Smudgy yeah. comes out, he'll have his pick of jobs and careers and, you know. But but I'm hopeful that we have a future with him now. Right. So that is the episode. Yeah, I mean, I think you're you, from everything you're saying, it sounds like you're describing it accurately when you say, like, you, you tried a lot of things, you know. You tried a lot of things. And we just, I think technically we could have done exactly what that trainer was telling us to do, mm-hmm. but we don't have the tools or the skills. Like I would hate to make things worse instead of better. Right. And, and, and you wouldn't know, like you, you right. would be doing it and you wouldn't know if you're doing it right. And the dog would be going crazy. I mean, it's, 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 it is like a child, like you, you, everybody says, Oh, just do this. And then it's like, well, I don't, I don't know that I can do that. Like right. 
I'm trying to think. I can remember somebody, who the hell knows where I even heard this, but I remember hearing somebody having a conversation about sleep training for a child and like, oh, you just let them cry. Like you just, they, they scream and cry, but you just leave them alone and they're fine. And then the other person was like, but I don't think I can do that. Like right. I just, and who knows who's right and who's wrong. I certainly don't because I would just, right. you know, c- close the door and turn up the music and let the child, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> what kid? Um, well, and I know <laughs> that probably different kids need different things. The, the idea that there's like a universal one way is right. silly. Uh, so, so it's been an emotional time. Yeah. And with Jeff getting older too. Right, right. Well, and it's also weird to, because I finally had to tell my boss that all of this was going on. Right. But it sounds insane. Like, sorry, I'm really stressed out. Like, my Wait, dog. You took bad. your dog to Harvard? <laughs> yeah. Like, Is this it, like that movie where Joe Pesci went to Harvard? Stop right. using similes. <laughs> well, and also the fact that we've become such an LA cliche that like our entire life revolves around our dog. Mm-hmm. But. But, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, that is certainly an LA cliche and it irritates the shit out of me when you see people with their dogs in the supermarket or whatever. But I also think that's a totally normal thing when you get a new dog is to try to figure out like, how can we function as a family with this dog and it's not working. So what do we do to make it work? You know, as opposed to like, well, whatever, we'll just you know, put them in a closet and hope for the best or whatever. Right. Right. You know? And we're t- trying to take full advantage of this time we have now and like do the things that we haven't been able to. So, you know, we've gone to the beach, we've gone out to restaurants. I know that there's still El taco twice in one day, <laughs> right, right. but just like, um, this is encroaching on my parting shots, but, um, we hosted some people <laughs> to tease Louise. Oh boy. <laughs> and um, and Jeff was like, oh, like, shh. I was saying we should get this, this, and this. And he's like, oh, should I run out to the store? Or And I was like, we can both go. <laughs> we haven't done that in a long time, but mm-hmm. we can both go. And he's like, oh, yeah. So I don't know. We're adjusting to the fact that life is more convenient, but it's also a little sadder. And and hopefully going forward, it's going to be convenient as well, but less sad. Right, you know, right. No, I, I think we'll be able to do things with him. Right. In theory. Um, so how much longer is this going to go on for? That's the tough stuff. They, they, they like have our dog like held with ransom. Um mm. But they said probably at least two to three weeks. But they could say like, oh, no, this is going to be two months. I I don't know. But I think at some point we're just going to go visit him because I'm going to go insane. Right. Oh, smudge. Mm. It's tough. I think uh, what you said is, is, is true. Like it's different for different. I mean, you know. Certainly, this is not the journey that every pet owner goes through. And so credit to you guys for being determined and sticking it out and figuring it out, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's we've done some thought experiments about what the future could hold. And uh, he's our dog. 
You know, he's Mm -hmm. our dog. So as hard as it was, this is what Jeff kept saying, as hard as it was to give him to the folks at that training site, like at least it's not rehoming him permanently. At least it's not a pound or, you know, Mm -hmm. that I don't know if I would come back from that. Right. There's also real problems in the world. And I know that, and I'm just talking about my dog, but it is what it is. Yeah, come on. Haven't you heard about what's going on in the world? Yeah. Uh, no, that's, I mean, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. So we'll see. I hope. Fingers crossed. Works. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard really good things about the Rothweiler Breaker. <laughs> We keep joking that we'll just like email him and be like, also, could you teach him how to do like skateboarding? And also <laughs> Halloween's coming up. Could you desensitize him to costumes? How many, <laughs> how many cigarettes a day does he smoke at this right. point? <laughs> Is he wearing his sunglasses all the time or just part of the time? <laughs> but it felt like they heard us and they understood us, which already felt... I know it's a term that's thrown around a lot, but it, I truly, with that one trainer that we didn't like, it felt like we were being gaslit. Like it, like it, I'm telling you what's happening and you're not, either you're not listening and internalizing it or you're. That seems bizarre. Like that doesn't make any sense to me that that person would be like, not cognizant of the fact that that was the reason that the dog was there right right um so what happens now with that like do you then call that person oh i i definitely got drunk on saturday night and wrote an email being like we are will not be returning (laughs) she's like well thanks for the update can you return those blankets and i was like (laughs) it's like a bad breakup You should just throw a CD in there just, just for the hell of it. <laughs> so, but it's yeah, here's email, your, here's so. your Roberta Flack CD too. <laughs> I don't know where that reference came from. Um, uh, all right. Well, let's, uh, why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and we'll do uh parting shots. What's going on with you? No, nothing. Okay. Cool. Sick. <laughs> Well, before we go, okay, so let's do this. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about something in parting shots, but here, here's another thought experiment for you, only because this is a thing that I saw happen this week, and it kind of blew my mind. Um, I mean, I didn't see it, but I saw it that it had happened. <laughs> do you? Do, are you? Did you ever go to the zoo? Have you ever been to the zoo? Have you been to the zoo? You go to the zoo and you look <laughs> at the things in the zoo. Yeah. So, what's the fun of going to the zoo? I guess seeing animals that you don't get to see very often right right and some of them some of the animals the zoo you're like if i saw this animal in the wild it would kill me instantly like it's terrifying right but that's kind of the fun of it too is like oh i'm four feet from a lion (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um i'm four feet from a lion and it can't do shit to me yeah So there was a story in the news this week, and I don't remember, you know, again, here we go. I don't have any preparation for this. I have no reference point to any of this, but 
these people were at the zoo for somebody's birthday, not Jeff's. It was their own okay. person's birthday. Okay. Uh, or maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they were there, you know, like, hey, it's. Jeff Wattenhofer's birthday. Oh, I'm here. Okay. Um, for some reason, I started fiddling with the microphone. Yeah, cord. don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> he was like yeah, <laughs> melting down. Uh, so they went, they got a special personal uh, tour to the alligator. Well, I always call them habitats because that was what I was trained to do when I worked at the zoo is not call them a cage. But anyway, they went to the alligator habitat. Mm-hmm. And the alligator trainer was there and the alligator trainer was going to feed the alligator right in front of these people. Now we all know that alligators eat chicken. Children. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, right. They eat chicken, not by choice. You know, they're, right, they're, right. they're much more it's- interested in children, but, but, so these people are outside the alligator habitat and, and I can't, I mean, I watched it on video and I can't quite tell how this is even possible, but like, basically there's just a plexiglass divider between them and the trainer who is feeding the alligator and the alligator. So they're, they're right there and there's no, like, there's no corner to it. In other words, it's, it's like a sneeze guard. It's not a a room. Yes, yes. It's a it, you know. It would be for a huge sneeze, but yes, <laughs> it's it's basically. A it doesn't sneeze connect guard. to anything else. Right, right, right. So you could reach around and mm. be, and so this family or group of people, you know, a couple of adults, some children are standing there watching as this zookeeper trainer, whatever, is feeding this alligator and the alligator (laughs) chomps down on this trainer's hand, like has the hand in its mouth. I think that animals that bite anyone are disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's weird is she was like, watch this folks. I'm not even going to put gloves on. Uh, But so, and I don't know if you know about how alligators kill their prey but what they do in the wild is they grab onto it and then they do, and I could be wrong about this, but I believe they do something called a death roll where they just mm. spin and drown whatever it is and then stash it under the water and let it decompose for a while before they actually eat it. Oh, they like it a little fermented. <laughs> yes, apparently. And uh, so... So this trainer is caught in this alligator's mouth and a guy just jumps into the alligator habitat. Like that was what blew my mind is like, here's this guy at his daughter's birthday party. I'm going the other way. (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say is like, what do you do in a situation like that? Like maybe I'm chicken i don't know human well if you're chicken you would want to get in the alligator's mouth because they love chicken well, i don't think i would want to but i think no, that's, that's what true. Would that's true yes yeah uh but this guy and that and the because what can happen and and i and i she she said this afterwards the trainer said this afterwards is like 
it's very shallow. They're not, it's not going to drown her, but the instinct for the alligator is to roll. So if the alligator starts to roll, it's going to rip her fucking arm off, you know? Oh my God. And so she's there and she's like, she's, she, she can't, you know, I mean, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, 20 feet long, but it was at least six or seven feet long. And I'm sure those jaws are incredibly powerful. So this guy jumps in and she's like directing the guy what to do. And he kind of gets in like a, like a, like a ground and pound Brazilian jujitsu hold on the alligator with his legs wrapped around it to keep it from rolling. And they work on the jaws. How did he know that? Because she was saying, don't let, I think she was going like, like, don't let it roll. Don't let it roll. No, like he just immediately got in there. I mean, that was what I thought was amazing was like his reaction in the moment was not what your reaction or my reaction would have been, (laughs) which would be like, I'm pulling the ripcord and getting the fuck out of here. I don't think Uh, we even went to the zoo today. I don't (laughs) think that was, we should, do you want to go to the primate house immediately? (laughs) Oh, um, snails. Let's look at snails. snails. Uh, but he, so he, so anyway, she, she kind of directs him and he gets, and they eventually they get, and then by that time there's other trainers coming in and they get the jaws off the, off the alligator or off her, her hand. And, you know, they showed the hand and it was disastrous, but at least she still has her arm and she's still going to have, you know, stitches, but not, reconstructive surgery or anything um but i i I just it it whenever i see something like that i'm always kind of blown away by people's courage Mm. you know that somebody i mean here's this guy who's like well i guess i gotta take these kids to the zoo because uh you know why not uh let's uh let's go see uh, what's going on see the alligators get fed and then all of a sudden he's in the fucking tank with the alligator that's crazy like that's just not a thing that you think would happen no no the the kids were probably a mess oh the alligator murdered all the kids like just chomped their heads off immediately Uh, so that was a big mess yeah i just meant emotionally a mess (laughs) yeah i'm sure yeah you know like traumatizing for an adult right right um but anyway and and the best part of it all was guess what the alligator's name was what would you name an alligator Mm, al that's pretty good i mean it seems a little on the on the snout but uh oh i'm sorry are we have some hipster uh I'm I like just their saying, like stuff, alligator. <laughs> what what would you name an alligator? Oh, I don't know what I would name it, but this alligator was named Darth Gator. Okay. So. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. th- th- they're asking for it, messing with Darth Gator. Mm-hmm. She was like, she was she had her hand in the in the alligator's mouth, and she was like, "Help me, father of child! You're my only hope." <laughs> it was just like the the movie. Um, I know, I know. Star Wars. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right, let's take a break for a couple minutes, then we'll come back and we will uh, talk some more. I love that you checking in was that someone got bit by an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it like 10 times. Like I kept on rewinding it. That's and crazy. Wa- Yeah. That's great. Okay, uh, bye. All right, don't look at me.
everybody well amber and i are out partying during the break uh feel free to follow us on twitter at Longshot podcast because we do have a social media presence a robust and ongoing place to find out all sorts of fun facts about us so check it out and now Sorry, once again, that is at Longshot Podcast on Twitter. Like, follow, subscribe. I guess you can do all those things on YouTube, which is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Twitter. So do that. And uh, now back to our show. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting used to all this stuff. Uh, so it's time for a segment on the show that we like to call parting shots. I'll go first. Um, here's my parting shot. Did you hear that somebody got bitten by an alligator this week? <clears throat> oh, no, I already talked about that. No, I had jury duty this week. Holy uh, crap. Yeah, yeah. In so person? Had, in person. Whoa. Um, I got called in. You know, I started having to check on Monday and I didn't get called in until Wednesday. So I went in yesterday and uh, it was a little crazy only because it meant that I had to go into this building and like get on an elevator to the 15th floor with a bunch of other people. And that was weird, you know? Mm -hmm. It was weird and stressful. I'm not going to lie because that's not something I've done in a long time. Um, Everybody was masked, which was great. Uh, But I still felt it, you know? Um, And when I say I felt it, I felt the little virus spiky things going Mm -hmm. up my nose. That's how you're, that's how it happens, right? You feel it like crawl. You know how the virus kills you, right? It does a thing called the death roll where it, it spins you around and takes you down you under the water. Hope some kid's dad is there. <laughs> uh, so it was a it was a criminal case. Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's like that's what you want. <laughs> I mean, you're you're joking, but I think you're right. Like I, know. I was like, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the the defendant was representing himself, which is always a bad idea. And it was like I was sitting there listening to him and going, this is not going to go well for this guy. But I was also listening to the prosecutor and I was like. This will not go well for this. This guy is no great shakes himself, you know. I know. Are we so spoiled by watching <clears throat> lawyers and movies and TV shows that are well? Good it's interesting it? because that was actually one of the things that came up, and and I, I've told this story before, but 
years ago, you know, my brother is a prosecutor and years ago he was prosecuting a case and one of his witnesses uh, was talking to the jury on the stand and said, the, I guess the other lawyer was like, so you, you, you work for the police department. What do you do? And the guy said, I work, I'm a, you know, I'm a crime scene technician. And the guy goes, can you explain exactly how that works? And the guy said, well, it's like CSI Miami. Like I go in and I just find all the stuff that's there or whatever. And my brother said he took the guy like into the coat room afterwards and was like, don't ever fucking say something like that again, because it is not like CSI Miami. And that tricks people into thinking that that's how the justice system works. So that's a story he told me 15 years ago. And yesterday, the prosecutor was like, (laughs) this is why I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He was like, so how do people learn about what goes on in the justice system? And everybody was kind of like looking around, like, here we are. This is, this is how we're, you know, (laughs) and, and what he was really saying was like, we all see this stuff on TV and that's how we know what happens. But he just didn't formulate the question properly and nobody knew what he was driving at. And he had to like eventually get around to saying it. And, you know, and I was like, Oh, this guy, this guy ain't exactly Ironsides either, you know? Um, and if you remember, Ironsides was on in the fifties. Uh, but anyway, but anyway, uh, so the thing that they mentioned yesterday, well, I mean, many things they mentioned, but one of them was that we would be hearing testimony in a foreign language. Oh, a, this is a, a very interesting case. With a with a translator. There'd be a translator oh, there. Man. And would that affect your perception of the case? You know, everything is about like, is this going to make you believe it more or less? I, those questions are such bullshit because if you're biased, you don't know you're biased. That's the mm-hmm. whole point of bias. Do you know what I'm saying? You're not like, well, thing, I don't think that I'm taking yeah. this into full consideration. The whole thing is a little wild. Uh, well, and I'll I'll get to more about that in a second. But uh, anyway, they were going to hear testimony in a foreign language. And my sense of it was, and maybe they said this, but I don't, I, I don't quite, you know, there's a lot going on. And also it felt like they were kind of feeling their way through it a little bit. Like the judge kept forgetting certain things and there's Everyone's like, out of practice. Yeah, but also like you have a juror number on your summons, but then you also get a number when you go in and then you have a chair number that you're sitting in. So they kept on getting mixed up between whether they were talking about the chair number or the juror Uh, number or the, you know, and, and, you know, that, that was a whole thing. My experience is people who come in for jury duty don't need any help being confused. Correct. <laughs> what a kind way of saying that. But yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, people don't know what the fuck is going on. They're confused. Some of them don't speak English particularly right, well. Right. Like, there's just a lot to process all at the same time. And um, so, oh, and then, you know, there's stuff like the 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 defendant said at one point, like I'm trying to remember exactly what the question was, but it was something like, do you, do, do any of you think they kept on phrasing the questions as like, does anyone here think this? And it was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, anyway, 
He goes, does anybody think that taking drugs makes you less credible? And I was like, I know what he's saying is knowing that someone has taken drugs, not that someone is on drugs in this moment, which is a different thing. But he's also not saying what drug. drug. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're on heroin versus uh, 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 marijuana or, you know, uh, uh, Accutane, isn't that the the acne mm-hmm. medicine? Uh, so anyway, it's just there was a lot of like not really knowing what's going on. But my sense was that he had been accused of. It was like robbery and assault with a deadly weapon. So Holy it crap. wasn't it wasn't armed robbery. It was just robbery, but it was robbery and assault with a deadly weapon. So whatever. So then they go, okay, you guys can go home. Come back tomorrow at 1.30. We'll figure all, all this out. So I go back today. Oh, and I had to answer, you know, this these six questions. Like, what part of town do you live like, in? What do you do? I think drugs are cool. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> No, they were like, what do you do? I said, I'm a writer. And the guy was like, what do you write? And I said, I write television. And they were like, do you write any television that's related to law enforcement? And I said, no. And meanwhile, the last show I worked on was called Mama Named Me Sheriff. But I was like, do I really want to explain that, like, they have nothing to worry about that right, right, right. this guy, this cartoon character is a sheriff, you know? But anyway... Sure, we can have that discussion. So you but that's lied be- under oath. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I could go to jail. Shit. Can we, Aaron, can we cut this part? <laughs> um, Drugs are bad? What, what do you want me to say? <laughs> but, I also, but I also said, I had to say, because they say, do you have any friends or family that are in law enforcement? And mm-hmm. I said, yes, my brother is a prosecutor. And... They were like, get him out of here. Well, at the end of the day, I was like expecting, you know, because I don't know exactly how it works, but they could have gotten rid of people yesterday. And so they said to both of them, like, do you want to get rid of anybody? I mean, they didn't say it like that. Like, do you want to nix anybody? Uh, (laughs) But neither. They both were like, no, I'm fine with everybody. And so they're like, let's just get this over with. (laughs) (laughs) Today, I go back. And they had clearly done, like yesterday, I would say there were probably 20 of us there. And today, when I went back, they had probably, they'd clearly gone through that process several times because there were probably 60 people in the room. Oh, wow. That were in the same position that I was. Oh, they probably have changed the process a little bit. Maybe. Because, yeah, right. Like separating everybody. Yeah. Right. Um, Because I remember just days and days and days of just hearing the jurors being questioned. Like, you don't Uh, even really get into anything. But I think that was still to come because what they were going to do today. So today we all go into the room. Courtroom I'm talking about, not the living room. I'm so familiar with it. I just call it the room. (laughs) (laughs) But... So there's 12 people sitting in seats one through 12, which angry are the men? jury angry seats. Men? Are they angry men? Some of them were unhappy. <laughs> I don't know if they were angry. Were there some uh, women too? 12 angry people of multiple genders. <laughs> um, Experiencing the wide variety of the human experience. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, part of me was like, 
I don't want to do this, but part of me was like, it's going to be five days. I would love to see what it's like to sit on a jury trial Um, because I've been called for jury duty. I've never been picked. I was an alternate once for, but for a civil trial, not a criminal trial. So yeah. And again, I've told this story before, but one of the jurors uh, died the day the trial started in the courthouse and that freaked everybody out so much that they immediately settled the case. So we never actually had to go into the courtroom, but so I was like, this would be kind of interesting to see this. And then I could go back to my brother and go, listen to all the ways this fucking prosecutor fucked up. I get it, man. I'm on your team. Like I understand. Uh, Because when they, Oh, when they find out, you know, Oh, my brother's a prosecutor. They're like, do you think you could still judge people's testimony fairly and judge the defendant fairly? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Um, So today there are people sitting in the jury box Mm -hmm. and that is the jury, Mm. I think. But the defendant and the prosecutor still get to, I Again, I don't know how the whole thing works, but I think they get a certain number of what they call peremptory challenges, which means they can just say, nope, get them out. Nope, not that guy. Nope, nope not that guy. Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're talking about jury TikTok? Um, <laughs> that sounds dope as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they can do that without any explanation. And then... There's another period where they get to question people and see if they are revealing inherent biases that they maybe weren't even aware of and can say, Your Honor, clearly this guy doesn't like people who put, you know, this guy doesn't like people who go shoe, sock, shoe, sock. He likes people who go shoe, shoe, sock, sock. And the judge goes, you can't do that. Yeah, it was like, are we talking taking him off? But I think there's another period where they go through that. But so anyway, there's a bunch of people in the box and these guys get their peremptory challenges. And I think the defendant, they go back and forth. The defendant challenges like eight people in a row. Like he's like, I, I, uh, juror number 287 or 11 or yesterday they were 14, you know, anyway. (laughs) And he is challenging very specifically, I notice, I don't know, maybe other people notice this too, he's challenging every Asian person who's there. So I'm like, oh, then clearly the person who is going to testify is a person of, you know, from, I don't know where, Korea or China or, you know, um, so he's just like. What's that? You don't have to do that. We, we know what Asian means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like Burma or, sure. uh, yeah. But anyway, he, so he's just like going through every, and, and they weren't all Asian, but most of the people he was challenging were Asian. So me being on the case, I put two and two together and I'm like, I know who's coming in to, to testify against this guy. Can't put anything past Conroy. And meanwhile, the prosecutor is just like, no, I, I'm, I pass. Nope, I pass. It was like a game show, you know, like pass, 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 pass. And I start to realize that because of where I'm sitting in the room, as this guy is dismissing people, I'm going to end up in the jury box. And I'm like, oh, I might have a chance 
at doing this. Um, oh, and I should say prior to all of this, they line everybody up in numerical order outside the courtroom. And it's just weird because of COVID, everybody's like, we have to stay this far apart. And but then it's you not, sit down next to each other. Well, but also it's like some of the numbers got dismissed yesterday or they weren't uh, there yesterday. Right. So it goes like 59, 64, 68, no. 73, uh-huh. 81, 89. So it comes time for me to get in line and online. I, it comes time for me to get online. Thank you. <laughs> and, <laughs> And I realized that there's no space between like my number is between two people who are too close together for me to get in between. Oh. So I can't get in the line. So I'm like, oh, I'm I'm right here. And the guy who would be behind me is like, I don't know where he was from. I I, I suspect Eastern Europe, but I'm not positive about that because everybody has a mask on and you can't tell who's from Eastern Europe if they have a mask on. But he's like, <laughs> I will uh, try to get these people back and I will move them out of the way. And I was like, no, 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 I'll just stand on the side. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't, like, I know we're all like standing in line now, but it's okay. Like I'll just, if I'm in the right area. Yeah. yeah, Right. And he's like, oh yes, of course. Uh, And uh, so that guy and I had like a little exchange and he was like this little compact older man. Like he, he just seemed very, distinguished to me like Mm. a character out of like a like a spy novel or something like some guy that you know you meet him in vienna and he's got like papers in his briefcase or something you know so anyway i go in now i'm i'm in the jury box and congrats by the way i'm like well this 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 could happen i could be you know i could be george c scott let's see what happens and uh the prosecutor immediately goes, uh, yeah, juror number, you know, whatever it was, juror number 80, you can step out. Like he, I was his first peremptory challenge. So of the, the prosecutor, prosecutor didn't, didn't like want it. me there. Yeah. Oh, Which I thought was really the, interesting. You were the first person he challenged. The ever. first one. Yeah. Whoa. And I was like, so that means ultimately I will never sit on a criminal case because wow. of the fact that I have a connection to the prosecutor's office because because you could call your brother and say, "Is this guy being an asshole?" And <laughs> right. Could say yes. Right. Hey, check out what this douchebag did in court today. No, I think it's probably because he doesn't want somebody to go. Well, of course that guy voted to convict because he's connected to the prosecution. So we need to have a mistrial. You know. Mm. So it just it's never going to be the case it's never that happen. Yeah. you know. Um, so I, so I go outside and I'm standing by the elevator and who comes walking along behind me, but my little friend from earlier. And he's like, I'm so relieved because I have very many things to do. I must do many things. So I have a lot to do. And I was like, yeah, it's good. I mean, and he's like, but for you, a writer, I'm sure it would be interesting. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I would be interested to. So then, so then we get on the elevator and he's like, but you have many things to do also, I'm sure. And I was like, yeah, I do. So in a sense, it's kind of a relief. And so we're standing in the elevator. It's the two of us. And then this woman from another floor. And he just looks at me and he goes, would it be presumptuous of me to offer you my congratulations? 
And I go, no, absolutely not. And may I offer them in return? <laughs> so well, it was like this, this like hilarious little weird conversation, so formal and dignified. Yeah. You know, like uh so anyway it was just a funny exchange i also just like the idea of someone who would be upset like do not congratulate me right now would it be presumptuous of me to offer my congratulations he sounds like someone you should just follow around yeah well and and like i said to me he was like somebody out of a out of an eric ambler spy novel from like 1930s you know he was the greek in constantinople or whatever so like he's leaving that elevator and going to an a uh, hotel downtown mm-hmm. to cut someone's throat in their in their in their room and then disappear into a crowd you know um because he's so unassuming <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that was my jury duty experience. And it was just interesting to realize that it will never, it will never happen. Yeah. And then I went down, I went, cause you have to go to the, you know, jury pool room oh, or yeah. whatever the and fuck say, they call it and say, the... I've been dismissed and they do your thing. So I said to the woman behind the counter, I was like, so how, how long, I mean, the, you know, the certificate you give me, what is that like five years? And she just started laughing and she goes, <laughs> 12 months, honey. I was like, okay, that's fair. Fair enough. Honey. Yeah, right. Uh, But it was also, in a way, it was just kind of nice to get out of the fucking house, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So that was my my parting shot. You got any response? To your parting shot? Or whatever. I've always wanted to do jury duty, and I... You've done jury duty, haven't you? I've Didn't never talk about selected. that at one. No, oh, I mean, I to be involved in a trial. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so my parting shot. Mm-hmm. This is huge news. In any other week, this would be checking in. This headlines. Would be headlines. Um, Trumpets. Yeah, the the smudgy of it all just sort of changed mm-hmm. the smudged everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 Darth Vader. <laughs> Um, I saw my parents. Oh, great. I saw my parents since the first time since again, February 2020. That's when the world stopped for shut me. down. Yeah. Um, but they are in the United States. They came up, I th- I think a week ago. It, it, it truly doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're staying with my So by the time this episode comes out, it will be a week and a half ago or two mm-hmm. weeks ago almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're staying with my brother, but they came up on Saturday and they spent the whole day in our apartment. And um, were you guys there? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I, I was like, we should have some like snacky stuff and uh, drinks. Uh, now I get and that's, it. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That was the tease I did earlier. Mm-hmm. And again, before Jeff was like, well, just make a, he was saying like, make a list of specifically what your parents like. And I was like, I can just come. And he was like, oh, whoa, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> or both. Like sometimes I like to go into the store with a list so I don't right, get distracted. Right. Well, you know? I, this was if he was shopping without me and doesn't know. Right. No, 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 no. I get that. But I also, I like to be like, stay on task when I'm there. Cause otherwise I'm like, I know I want Chex Mix, but do I also want Cheetos and Flaming <laughs> Cheetos? And what about Ritz crackers? You know? It's a lot of sodium. Well, I'm. Deficient. I like salt. I'm. No, 
judge-free zone. Um, but but um, yeah, it was it was really surreal to see them. You know, they walked up in their masks. Like I haven't seen them in person yeah. in a mask, and um, I haven't hugged them in a very very long time. And um, any mask, any mask flare. They looked great. Mm-hmm. They both look great. My, um, in Jeff's words, my mom doesn't age, and fingers crossed, I have <laughs> right. mostly. They her say genes. that kind of stuff is genetic, yeah. Because <laughs> she's she looks incredible. She's mm-hmm. seventy five, and like right. I, I know people who are twenty years younger than her that look like grandmas, and she doesn't. Right. I don't know. Um. But. Yeah, it was it was just so fun to hang out with them. They immediately both it was it was actually kind of like a funny reversal of the stereotype of like young people hanging out with old people, but I guess my brother has very spotty internet. Mm-hmm. So they both immediately were like, what's your Wi-Fi? And like got on their <laughs> iPad, got on their phone, like checking their like everything. I was like, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we ordered a bunch of Thai food because that's the kind of food in Mexico they haven't had in forever. Right. And we we played cribbage and it was Jeff and I versus them. And they are like, professional level and we are not and so we amateur got a- would you say you're yeah. amateur level yes i was i was doing pretty well for a while when i was did playing. they bring the board or did you already have one? we have a board we just don't play regularly it's mm-hmm. it's it's inspired us to do it more so that we mm-hmm. could be in shape but we got our i don't even know how to play cribbage handed to us we got our asses handed to us mm-hmm. um it's a game with a board and there's a a skunk line so if 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 you beat someone and they haven't even passed the skunk line, it counts as winning two games. Right. We got skunked once. We lost just fair and square the second time. And then we got skunked a second time. So by my count, that's five losses. Exactly. Well, you played a five. So it was like, well, there oh, we go. okay. <clears throat> that does not sound like you acquitted yourselves well. No, we it was it was it wasn't a great showing, but um it was so great to see them and because Smudgy wasn't there and they have a dog named Cinco, who's this big dog. They're like, we were concerned about Cinco and Smudgy meeting, but since Smudgy Cinco is, is the dog's name. Mm-hmm. I thought you said Stinko. Ah, uh, Stinko and Smudgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but since Smudgy isn't there, can we bring Cinco? And we were like, sure. But so it was really weird two days after we sent Smudgy away to, to boarding Cinco school to have Cinco in the apartment. And he's, I mean. I wish I had my Google Translate. I would know what the name meant. It means five. Huh. Um, I think you can fit like two whole Smudgies in Cinco's just head like he, he just looked like a dinosaur compared to my little mm-hmm. dog right. and um he was so I was also like oh this is how dogs can be like I kept forgetting he was there he was just so quiet and so sweet and uh it, it was fun because I was like 
does he want treats? We got treats for days. He was, he was, he was simultaneously taking up way more space and way less space. Exactly. That was exactly Mm -hmm. it. Um, I mean, he's much older too, but, but, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, I, I'm going to see them again on Sunday. We have like a full family, family reunion at my brother's house, Mm -hmm. but, um, I, I don't have much, I guess, interesting things to report, but it was just, they had never even been in this apartment before. Um, and it was fun. I probably talked about Smudgy too much, but I was like, this is normally where we walk Smudgy and that's Smudgy's (laughs) toys and that's Smudgy's bed. Um, I hear he's in military school now. (laughs) It's my mom said, it's kind of like having a kid who has to go to rehab where there's like, yeah. It needs to be done and it's the right thing to do. But there's also sort of a level of shame involved, even though there's. It's funny be. that you say that because I will honestly tell you, that's exactly what I was thinking when you were describing your feelings of dropping them off there, you know? Yeah. But that's what it's like to be a parent who has to put a kid into a situation that they don't want to be in. You right. Know? It's tough. Right. <sighs> so, yeah. And that is my parting shot. I got to see my parents and it was great. It was fun. It was really, really great. Cribbage. My dad oh. also took a nap. <laughs> I guess that's just what people do. By the way, I've become addicted point. to naps over the course of this pandemic. I, I'm not joking that I, I mean, I've already discussed that I don't have good sleeping habits right now Oh, right. and have not for a year and a half, but well, Part you weren't of, a great sleeper. No, I've never before. been. Better. Yeah, um, but I I will say most days I reach mm. a point where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go down for 45 minutes, well, and then sometimes that- it goes more like it's like I'm going to go down for 45 minutes, and then I'm going to hit the timer off and go for <laughs> another 45 minutes. Ooh, that's you know? luxury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. At at one point, my dad's like. I need to take my siesta. And I was like, oh, do you want my bed? Like, how does this work? And he's like, I'm fine right here. And he just laid on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, where do we go? <laughs> and my mom was like, he's fine. We could just keep talking. He won't even notice. That's <laughs> like, a little obtrusive. That, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Uh, yeah, that's that means he's really gotten a lot of practice. He can just... <laughs> Uh, I'm jealous of people like that, you know, that they can just, my grandfather was like that. Like he would just take 20 minute naps. I mean, this, just this anywhere. is not, this is not, uh, you know, when he was older, obviously he had a lot of problems and I'm talking about when he was like 65, he would just be sitting and just all of a sudden you'd look over and he would just be asleep for 20 minutes and then he'd be like perfectly fine. You know? Amazing. And I was like, God, I wish I could get to that point. Uh, and I have. Or no, I haven't because I actually go in and lie down on my bed, you know. Uh, and you and put, put on, on PJs <laughs> and a sleep hat. I don't take PJs off. I'm not ever not sure. in PJs, sure. you know. I have, uh, oh, this is going to make no sense. Oh, my God, you're not kidding. I um. So yesterday I was very, I guess this is part of my parting shot, but. Well, it's called parting shots, not parting shots. Oh, so. I guess I have two more things. Okay. Um, I was very cuddly. Have you ever been like medically cuddly? Where I don't like think I so. couldn't 
I was like, I can't work today. I'm too cuddly. <laughs> like I just needed to be like cuddly. Mm. And so I kept my PJs on and I didn't leave the house because normally I go for a walk or something. Had you gotten those blankets back to that person because you nope. could just wrap yourself up like a burrito? <laughs> no, that was like gross. <laughs> um, I, I was like, Jeff, should we wash them before we turn them? And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like medically cuddly yesterday. But my final, final, final parting shot for all uh, listeners who are you, are, uh, excuse me, are you Amber's husband? <laughs> We've run a number of tests, and I'm sorry to report that she's medically cuddly. For I was sitting on the couch, and I was just like, I'm too cuddly right now. Like, I can't. I'm medically cut. I think because I miss cuddling with Smudgy, but that's a whole other thing. But um, for listeners who live in California, and for listeners who live in California only, I know what you're going to say. We currently have an election going what on. What the fuck is that? Like, so what dumb. is that? What a waste of money. It doesn't make any fucking sense but on vote any no on, level. Vote, vote no on the recall. Just vote no on the recall. Just vote no vote on the recall. No on the recall. That is my final parting shot. What did they say? It's costing $275 million to do this recall election. So and did you, you have you seen the ballot? I it's have like, it right here. Yeah. It's like three pages of candidates. There's 40 Republican candidates. Just random fucking assholes hoping that somehow they will end up governor of California. It's a tremendous it's, waste of resources um, that we clearly could use for better things right now. Um, but it's already happening. So please vote no. Please vote no. It also just is done in such a confusing, haphazard way. It makes no sense. It's very upsetting that this has been allowed to be happened. What? You know what I mean? I'll, you know I'll, like, I'll allow it. <laughs> I was also thinking today, I was like, God, governor is a weird word because you're running for governor, but it is governor. a gubernatorial race. Like, uh -huh. guberna where did gubernatorial come from? You know? It's cool. It's better. I wish I could be a gubernator. <laughs> yes, I am running for gubernator. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that does sound cooler. Gubernator. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Well, folks, this has been another episode of The Long Shot. And we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for being here. I guess we'll see you next time. Love right. you, Smudgy. <laughs> Be strong, free, buddy. Free, free, free Smudgy. Free Smudgy. That's what my brother keeps texting me. I was like, he's in the right place. <laughs> He'll be home soon. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bye. Bye-bye.